I'm Kim. I'm Megs. Welcome to the At Woods End podcast. <laughs> We're recording. <laughs> no, it's not the same. <laughs> Why are we here? What have I done? Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? I only show. Do you ever say idiot not in the Dwight Schrute voice? Salsa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, is that even a word? Welcome back to the Atwoods End podcast. I'm Megs. And I'm Kim. And this week I wanted a little festive take on our chat because tomorrow is Maggie's birthday. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of got me thinking about the ways that we document our lives and just really celebrate ourselves. And so I thought it would be fun to go a little deeper with that on today's episode. But before we get into that, how are you? How are you feeling about turning 27? (laughs) Good. I mean, to be honest, I've actually been thinking of myself as 27 for a little bit right now. And I don't know if it's because of like, I'm the baby in my group of friends, I guess. And everyone else is 27. And I've literally had to remind myself a few times and be like, which like i'm very quick when when one of my friends is talking about their age i'm like haha i'm still 26 until basically at the end of this year losers (laughs) i don't really get upset with getting older it's really exciting for me and i think my motto since i was in high school i I read this somewhere you know grow old with grace and of course (laughs) that enraged so many people when i was like 19 being like yep guys growing old with grace over here that's so funny it's so funny because like do you ever find that like certain birthday numbers really just stick in your head because like for me like i was 25 until i was 27 i in my brain 26 did not happen i if anyone asked me in the year that i was 26 how old i was i would say 25 and then for some reason this year Every time someone asked me how old, I had to literally ask my parents how old I was the other day because I was like, I was convinced I was 28. And they were like, uh. no, you're 27. <laughs> and I almost texted a friend. It was like, happy 20, like, how 28 is like the best year ever. And my parents were like, you're 27. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I don't know what it is about like certain numbers just don't yeah. process for me. Yeah, 23 wasn't real. 26 has been odd. I've had to make a mental flashback to the Instagram post that I posted last year where I was like, this is 26. And in my mind, I'm like, this is 26. <laughs> I feel like this might be an obvious question. So feel free to give two answers. But what are what are you most proud of from the last year? We've come a long way from the lockdown days of November 2020. So any particular highlights? I, I feel like that's such a loaded question just because I can't just pick two. I mean, my baby was born. Hugo was born. Pregnancy in general was the roller coaster whirlwind, even though my actual pregnancy was pretty like boring, not boring, but just there wasn't anything bad. It was normal. Like, it was just Aww. very average. I was, they, yeah. they said my midwives would call me. They would say that the baby was like Goldilocks, you know, not too big, not too small, you know, not too hot, <laughs> not too cold, just right. And I think I've been really proud of that, of, of that journey and, you know, just growing our family and at the same time growing myself. You know, I don't, I don't think anyone could ever accuse me of just sitting around, you know, to a fault almost. I'm always occupied and I very much enjoy being occupied and I've been really proud that I've been able to grow and accomplish so many things both personally and professionally this year. Uh, shameless plug, but last week I did finally launch my Etsy shop. 
which has been a goal that I've been working towards for over a year now. So I'm really happy that that, that, that got tied into the the last year, the, the 26th year. That's the best. Yeah. If anyone uh, wants her prints, we're going to put the, the link in our show notes. <laughs> just making... they, make, they make a great holiday gift. <laughs> they do. They and, do. And science. science. Yeah. My brother wants one, so I've got to I've got to come pick one up this weekend. Okay, and last on the spot question before we actually get into a conversation: How are you celebrating your birthday this year? Any plans? Yeah. So as you remember from, I think it was our what our hosting episode. I'm very torn about how to approach my birthday. I despise having to plan anything for myself because it's to me it's like ugh, somebody else should do it. Um, so <laughs> my husband Tilo and I are going out for dinner. For the first time alone since before Hugo was born. And that's because he can like sleep through the night now. We put him down like 637. And then we do not go into his room until basically the next morning. Which means that if we have someone hanging out at the house under strict instructions not to ruin our now, I guess, month or so of sleep training, we get to go out for dinner. And then we're doing like dinners with both sides of our families. And then I'm having a soiree this weekend with our friends where, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm like, do we have a mega party? But this year I just decided I wanted to just have some good food and play some games and and drink my two beers before I'm trashed. So that's where, that's where I'm at. <laughs> oh my God, no, that'll be so fun. So do you do anything to document your milestones? I always think about how film cameras made it so our parents kind of like had to maintain photo albums. Yeah. And it's something that as an adult now and just like looking back at the last, especially the last like decade, I feel like I'm so nostalgic for having that. And like we just don't in like the digital, digital times we live in. Yeah. I mean, there's usually that Instagram post, but privately for a while now, I, I do kind of like a year end review with myself. And I write that down. <laughs> and so it's kind of things that I had done this past year, things that weren't worth my energy. You know, I try to focus mm-hmm. on things that I kind of let go of, things that I wanted to achieve, things that I did achieve, and literally like going through it and and the best of the best and the worst of the worst. And I write that down. And, and so then I have that record for, I think, almost 10 years now, which has been really hilarious, if if nothing else, to, to look back on. And <laughs> to look like, back on? You wiener schnitz. I'll usually pick like a quote every year, too, that's been. And some of the quotes, like, thank God I have objections against getting tattoos or else I'd be getting a tattoo and then getting it removed and then a tattoo and then getting it removed. So that's me. What about you? That's so funny. I like, okay, kind of similar. Like I have my journal, which I feel helps me document my moments to some degree to art journal and collage photos and ticket stubs oh, and stuff so like nice that on the it, pages yeah. thank you um but so- <laughs> oh, you. uh, wait hold no, on so, have you seen uh, zootopia or zootropolis i don't know what the name is you know what i'm talking I think about it's zootopia yeah no, I, I, they changed ago. the name kim they changed the name i'm pretty sure it's zootropolis now but they still refer to why as zootopia. i don't know if it translated better or what the the issue oh, was interesting but there's the little like mafia mouse and whenever mm-hmm. the bunny is like oh i like your hair or i like your dress he goes oh thank you and that's what you said <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. oh thanks yeah <laughs> But yeah, um, so yeah. But <laughs> yeah, journal. so like the 
that's something that like whenever I look back at it, I'm really grateful that I do it. And it gives me a creative outlet that's very like no pressure because literally I would kill anyone who looked at it. So <laughs> unless like unless I explicitly show you a page yes, and you're not yeah, allowed I've, to look I've at been it, right? Luckily, lucky enough <laughs> to glance at a page or two. I will say that in terms of the actual writing, I wish I did a better job at documenting the good days. I find from a therapeutic sense, I turn to it a lot more when I'm like going through it or like having a bad day <laughs> as like a way of like processing. But then like I'm more appreciative looking back at the good times. But in the moment, I don't find it as like gratifying to write the good stuff down. So like that's like a goal of mine to work on writing happy more. memories down yeah. more because I usually use it as a way of like processing. Dude, and then so it's usually funny. like I, I do it completely the opposite way. If I'm angry, it's I'm not going to be writing that down. I tend to. So I've been trying to make an effort to write down more of the things that really upset me or that pissed me off mm-hmm. or that were, you know, a struggle for me because I tend to ignore those. I'm like, <laughs> what problems? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm the complete opposite. But then when I look back through my journals, it's the happy moments or like the funny stories and things like that, that I'm like more grateful to be like reading back. Also wish I printed more photos, like did like an annual photo book, but it's just like, it takes so much time to do that. That like, it's I've, almost uh, not, I know they actually, need to, hopefully there is, I know there are things that are coming out right now where it makes it a lot easier. And I would love if Apple, I'm talking to you because I have an iPhone. If you let me create, and they used to do this and they got rid of it, where you put your photos in an album and then you can print that album Mm -hmm. at the end of the year. Oh, that's cool. I know there's services that will do, you can, it's like a subscription service and once a month, they will send you everything you Instagrammed from that month in a photo book. So if you created like a separate private Instagram account that you just posted all your memories for Mm -hmm. that month in, like maybe not something that you're showing publicly, but just something that's like just for you, you could hook that up to the subscription service and get prints that Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. And I know that they sent, but like, I don't know if I want one every month. No, no, yeah. Like an annual Once a year, yeah. And have them like all white and then have like a bookshelf somewhere where you literally have, but I would only do like 10 pages, maybe max. Like I just want the highlights. I don't need you know, look at my shoes on this winter walk. Ha ha. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was gonna do that with film photos actually in 2020. Like that was my goal was to like take a roll of film photos every month and pick like my favorite five from every month and do just like very minimal art book style, like one photo per page, lots of white space. And then obviously 2020, like I ended up taking like no pictures because I didn't do anything. (laughs) Here's in the on the couch like here's me in yeah. the corner of my room <laughs> i ordered food <laughs> yeah exactly aside from documenting your own memories and stuff are you like someone who keeps stuff cards or little notes and like you know that like insignificant stuff that uh-huh. just like uh-huh. is significant uh-huh. yeah no uh, absolutely it's funny because i'm not actually a big card giver I've, I've forgotten cards many times because i think i tend to focus on the present as kind of my main way of showing someone that i appreciate them or i've been paying attention year round I literally have a, a note in my phone where I have everybody in my life, I have their names. And if they are ever like, I really want this really dumb thing, but I'm not going to buy it for myself. Then I'm like, hey, just you wait. But <laughs> yes, I always keep all, I want to say not all of them, but most of the cards, especially if someone's taken the time. Our friend, one of our friends is an amazing calligrapher, Emma, and I've kept everything that she's ever calligraphied for me since... The very first calligraphy package that she sent me when she was living in Korea 
Ooh, I want to say in 2016, 2017. I have a box in my basement. I have multiple boxes in my basement. You know, one from elementary school slash high school, then university, and then a box for my 20s where I want to keep those seemingly insignificant, but they're important to me things. And, you know, yeah, they collect dust. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times they will inhibit my my cleaning or organizing because I'll, I'll shuffle through there and I'll grub in there and I'm just looking through and then I'm hours gone by and I haven't done anything, but I'm, you know, sobbing because I'm reading this card. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm redoing my, I, I, in grade 12, I was the lead in the play and I'm just, you know, trying to see how many lines I remember, which is like a very odd fear that I have when I dream. Forget, forgetting your lines? Mm-hmm, from 2012. I did I so I was when I was learning those lines I was trying different memorizing like memorization techniques and so that play I actually still oh I want to say I remember about 70% of that play to this day and I often dream of yeah that's like I'm gonna be on my deathbed and I'm gonna be reciting Ebenezer Scrooge's death (laughs) (laughs) monologue because I remember a lot of it uh that one and then there's a monologue from Devil Wears Prada where she's talking about the color blue and cerulean and yeah yeah so that one i did t- same thing i use that technique and but yeah so that's that's one of my fears and my nightmares sometimes the the curtains will open and i'm like here we go <laughs> and i do this so. <laughs> can i recite the christmas carol yeah. okay what about you uh yeah i definitely am like very similar i have a few little boxes under my bed by like little i mean like they're scrapbooking boxes (laughs) there's just so much stuff notes from friends and even just like i think i have like sticky notes from my roommates in university being like go on your exams and just like stuff like that i think there's actually a name for it it's called affirma and it means collectible things that are seemingly insignificant or not intended to be preserved, but like we hang on to them anyways. Oh, I love so, it. like, yeah, the way that I've kind of like thought about that in the last few years, I because I purged those boxes and I really kept things that I wanted to move forward with. And then a lot of things I got rid of and I thank them and I am mm-hmm. happy that they served me with with wonderful memories. But I feel bad for my future children. Like poor Hugo is going to be cleaning out mommy's very organized crap. When... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, that's so funny because I was literally about to say I do go through the boxes every like year or so. Same as kind of what you were saying. It like ends up being hours of just, oh, like I'm reading this note that someone left me and stuff like that. But I do purge things that I'm either like, why did I keep this? I can't even really place the memory that it was from. Then I get rid of it. Or if it's like similarly not like a relationship of like any sort that I'm not trying to like take into the future with me, then I let that stuff go too because I think that that's healthy to like. And also, yes, like one day when we're gone and someone has to go through all these boxes (laughs) and they're like, why does she have all these good luck on your exams sticky notes? Well, I feel like when they're for the museum, it'll be good on my my life exhibition. Then that's when they'll be like, thank goodness. (laughs) yeah when they release my memoir with all my journals it'll be nice to do some sort of like little curated walkthrough of all the things that i loved um question do you have an ex-boyfriend or ex-lovers ex do you have that kind of do you keep anything from relationships that didn't turn out no you get everything is gone I feel like, yes, now in where I am in my life, I have, like, I don't have anything. I will say that, like, I did hang on to stuff for a long time from, like, past relationships. But when I 
truly kind of like moved on from that I did get rid of like everything including photos because I just felt like it just was like not something that I needed to carry with me anymore and Mm -hmm. I found it very freeing to get rid of that stuff but it did take me a long time like there was more emotional I feel like that's harder in a way sometimes Mm -hmm. than just being like oh I'm not really friends with this person anymore like this note doesn't really mean as much to me versus I feel like when you're talking about relationships it is still like a pretty significant chapter in your life that it can almost be harder in a way to get rid of that stuff mm-hmm, but because I it also was influential in who you are today and it did have mm-hmm. an enormous impact I think I've kept like one thing and that's like my prom photo and then something else that was really small that at that moment I was really happy but everything else it's like choppy choppy throw you in a yeah. big in a big barrel of fire because ha 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 when know? I just remember when I have gotten rid of that stuff just the lightness you feel yeah. when you're like it's actually gone and it feels like you don't even realize the weight that some of that stuff can like hold on you until it's gone so yeah. yeah no I'm I'm all for getting rid of stuff from like past relationships I think it's like a very therapeutic thing mm-hmm. has having Hugo made you more inclined to document memories or do you think you've always kind of been that way like we were just talking about how we've like always kind of held on to stuff but like I can imagine that having a baby would make you kind of focus a little more on like the small moments or like little milestones yeah like I'm I'm very big like at, you know I do my birthday review and when we when we enter into the new year I love on New Year's Eve to do like a year in review I'm really into these reviews where I go through <laughs> and I, I don't know why I've always been like this and I like to talk about we go through every month of the year and we kind of talk about what happened in that that month what we liked what we didn't like and I try to kind of document those things and when it comes for me a lot of it has to do with photos like I am very attached to taking photos and now with Hugo that's become you know that's exponentially increased we have a little baby book that I actually haven't been filling out as much as I thought I would be which maybe I'm just thinking of my future children because I know that you usually do it for your first but then as it goes on you don't and then only like one kid has a beautifully filled out baby book and then the rest are like do you even know my birthday you know oh my god yeah you and I are both the oldest children too so like I my baby book's definitely like more filled out than my brother's is exactly right because like things change right but yeah no I have I have that and we keep a note of a lot of these first and what I really love which I didn't even realize or I guess Hugo kind of helped me see is that a baby is a great way to show you that that change happens and it's it's very little you know every day it's just a little bit but over time you really start to see that difference and Mm -hmm. obviously that's such a logical thought but I also feel like you don't necessarily realize that when you have you just have yourself and unless you are constantly documenting things that are changing the good the bad it's hard to look back over the last year and and if you're not in a good place right now to be like, oh, I, I have come far, whereas a baby is just this, you are watching these crazy changes happen so quickly. Hugo has been sitting up for the last three days. He could not sit up on his own four days ago, but three days ago he did for the first time where he's just, we don't need to support him and he's fine, which is such a like, I don't know, moving thought, I guess, or it's a very nice feeling to look at him and be like, this is happening to all of us. It's just not as obvious, but it is. And, and you are changing and you are yeah. going. You know, so, um, and then, yeah, like, he's having, like, major milestones on, like, a short 
time span, but it is such a marker of the fact that like we we have those changes too, just not maybe necessarily like not walking for the first super, time. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're not having like these like super developmental <laughs> things, but like we are having like I feel like you do have little like epiphanies and stuff all the time, like even just in your own emotional growth and exactly. stuff like that. Yeah. That you don't necessarily go like, oh, today I learned like to stop putting up with this or like, to like I've cut this set a boundary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And like you don't necessarily think like, oh this is the day that something changed yeah exactly and so kind of going back to the photos you know not many of my photos will make it to instagram from both like an aesthetic choice i i like my feed to look a certain way but also because i like having this kind of balance of what i share publicly and what i share privately you know like what are your thoughts on on you know social media as a way of documenting life i think it's a bit of a two-edged sword on the whole i think it can be a really positive thing like i know i definitely look back at instagram and stuff when i'm trying to figure out when did i do that or like when what year was that in fact i was actually like at a brunch with a friend a couple weeks ago and we were trying to figure out when the last time we'd seen each other was because we hadn't got together since like before the pandemic and we were able to use instagram to like piece together through old stories and like figure out when the last time we hung out was I think what it comes down to for me with social media is like being critical about like what you're sharing and why like I think if you're doing it from a place where it's for you and you're also being cautious that nothing you share on social media is truly private then it can be a great way to put together a highlight reel that can also be shared with like a community of people Mm -hmm. but in terms of using it as like a primary source for like documenting my life I don't think that personally that's for me just because I feel like I document a lot of like I don't think I would ever share something so like super personal stuff on social media which I know a lot of a lot of people are comfortable with it's just like not for me and also I do document some of the like not so happy moments that I wouldn't also share on social yeah. media. I mean, you know? like, I'm I'm a little bit more open. Like, I'd say you are probably more private when it comes to your socials. I am open because, like, for me, especially, like, when Hugo was born, we spent a week in the NICU after, and it was a whole thing. He was late and everything, and I posted, like, my birth story, which I thought, you know, my husband was like, huh, why did you do that? And I was like, because then nobody <laughs> asked me a question. So many people were reaching out and and you know I know that they they meant well and they wanted to check in on us but it was really hard for me to keep retelling that story but after I posted mm-hmm. that birth story then I think everybody had a chance to learn read about it kind of without having to connect with me and making me relive that for you know the 40th time because there was you know we have such an amazing support system there's so many people that care about us and care about you know Hugo being born and everything going back to Instagram as a whole I am trying to move into being as authentic as possible and having also other social outlets where I can kind of leave pieces of memories without just laying my entire life out on Instagram if that makes sense like for anybody mm-hmm. who still has Twitter, I do say that my Twitter is hilarious because that is where I go and just post just silly things, I guess, or just like silly thoughts yeah, that I like have. Yeah, like random thoughts. Yeah, but yeah. they're really funny because I don't do it very often, so when I do it, it must have been quite the thought to make me <laughs> go on there and be like, it's eh. well. And it's so interesting because just nowadays, your will and like end of life planning has to include your digital life like that's such a weird thought now that you have to like if you don't leave things pat like passwords and stuff like there's a like there's security settings on facebook that are specifically for like when i die 
I did not know that. This. No way. Yeah, because they can like you they can turn it into like a memorial page or you can like have a designated person. Like I there, yeah, there's like stuff so that it gets passed on because if your passwords are like lost and you die then like all that stuff just stays. Oh. And no one can get access to it. So like it's just it, anyway, that's like a whole like dark yeah, we'll side track. We'll get there. But like I think about that a lot especially when like you know celebrities pass away you people like going and like haunting and stuff and i'm like this is so weird that this was a thing yes this was like an active like documentation of someone up until now and now it's like something totally different anyways yeah no we'll we'll, we'll definitely have to do like a death and dying and just grieving and because that's a you know i Mm -hmm. lost our father now two years ago like his the anniversary of his death is coming up soon and that's been a very interesting you know struggle and process for our family so i do eventually want to have an episode on that but we'll get to that right now it's my birthday mm-hmm. and i'm kind of mad at my dad may he rest in peace but you know what <laughs> why die in my birthday month like you couldn't have waited till like any other month that's yeah so that's my my grievance that i have with him past the grave so <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll save that for yeah. our later episode <laughs> Okay, so to finish off our chat, let's step out of the past and look ahead a little. So what is your wish for 27? Like, what are you hoping to accomplish in the next year? Let's manifest your dreams with our listeners. Okay, I obviously have a lot of these because I'm always thinking about these things. So first off... You're just like, (laughs) You just hear a paper, like a long paper unfurl. (laughs) Like a giant scroll. Somebody's like, I know, article three. Yeah, so I want to grow my Etsy shop. So my second shameless plug, Megzy Mayco, one word on Etsy, zoological and botanical prints coming to you. So <laughs> by next year, I want to have right now I released it. So the collection is called the Coalesce Collection, which, you know, being a little word nerd, word nerd, it's so cute. That would be a cute podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. So Coalesce, uh, the definition is, you know, come together to form one mass or whole. And these prints that I've been doing, they're coming together of different like groups in regards to like taxonomy. So whether it's the order, kingdom, phylum, class, genus, whatever. And so I've released the first five. And by the end of this year or by next year, by my next birthday, I want to have at least 20 different prints for people to choose from and just kind of release them in fives as I go. So I have three more to release in the next year, which I feel like is a very achievable goal. And then next, I I really want to focus more professionally on this like content creation and helping people build, you know, their socials and and their brands with the most beautiful visuals. And I've started kind of dipping into that world now. And I'm the happiest when I get to take pictures and style photos. And it just fills me with joy. And I want to continue doing that. And then this is the official announcement that all of our listeners can hold me accountable to for two <laughs> Four? I don't know. Two. Two. By the new year in January, we're going to be full speed ahead on my cookbook, and I hope to have that published by next fall. So. Oh my god, so exciting. Feel free to message me evil things or mean things so that, uh, evil evil things feel free to message me aggressive evil things things. (laughs) evil aggressive things like oh you suck you loser where's the cookbook that's what i'm thinking where's the cookbook to me i'm i'm hungry Uh, what am i making for dinner i wish i knew but you haven't released your cookbook yet (laughs) well actually i have the title already but i don't know if i should share it 
I need to I need to talk to my lawyer first about whether or not that's a good idea. I'm not going to share it. Okay. You guys will be the okay. first to know. I'll announce it on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, everyone has to keep listening because you need to know. Final questions for you before we play a little game. Rapid fire. So I want one word answers, please. <laughs> this year you <laughs> this year you want to travel to Hawaii. Ooh, nice. Big fan. Would recommend. This year you want to try Tai Chi. Sorry. Okay. Okay. That's not where I thought you were going. This year you want to learn about. Okay, this is I have more than one thing. Uh you you can give me three three one word answers if you want. Entire human anatomy? That's one word. There's there's dashes. Um, Okay, okay. My PhD? Creating my own topography. Okay. And this year you want to become a better mom and wife. Aw. I'm, I'm still on the Tai Chi thing, but like. What's wrong with Tai Chi? I think it's beautiful. Why do you think? Yeah. No, I don't. I just like, of all the things I thought you maybe would want to try, <laughs> Tai Chi was like probably one of the bottom of my list things for you to say. I'm going to find classes in Waterloo. I don't know. I just think that the Eastern world looks great into their old age and Tai Chi is a very common practice and maybe that's the secret we'll find out in 50 years whether or not oh my god i, I can't wait till you're like in, in a track suit in that little green space behind your townhouse just doing like crane pose <laughs> okay i'm excited Move- don't take that away from Mo- me <laughs> moving on uh, we're going to play a little game I pulled together with some birthday traditions from around the world. So Ooh. I'm going to basically read you the birthday tradition, and then you have to tell me what country it originates from. Okay? Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Number one. In this country, children are ambushed and have their noses greased with butter or grease to ward off bad luck in the years to come. Uh, quite obviously it's Norway. Um, kind of similar, but it's actually Atlantic Canada. Oh, goofies. <laughs> okay. They do okay. weird shit over there. Okay, you know what's another thing that they do? They drink out of boots. Have you heard this? Yeah, is yes, I have heard of that. It's like they'll literally fill a winter boot with alcohol and drink from it. And they're just, it's a whole mess over there. Yeah, six I think of I, them. that would be a recipe for me to throw up, I think. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> okay. Number two, in this country, single men turning 30 are made to sweep the steps of City Hall while their friends toss rubble and garbage from the street at them. They must continue until they are able to get a kiss from a woman passing by. Turkey. Germany. (laughs) Tilo, I got a surprise for you. (laughs) He's not single. All right, yeah. stand there or you better hope that another woman doesn't come passing by and he's you just like I need run this away to from stop. that other woman is what <laughs> okay number three in this country you don't acknowledge your actual date of birth at all instead everyone celebrates their birthday on new year's like the collective beginning of a new year Oh, I don't actually know. Okay, I thought this was going for a Poland one, because if you don't touch on a Polish one, then I will tell you a Polish one. Okay, okay. Collective. Can you give me a 
hemisphere. Oh. <laughs> I, I think northern. Oh boy. Okay. Um. Who is interesting? Um. Quite probably people who Croatian, Vietnam, Vietnam. Fuck. It's called the celebration is called Tet, and they all celebrate. So you it like technically. You could be born in November and I could be born in June, but we would both celebrate our first birthday January 1st. That is a disaster from, like, a presence <laughs> point of view. I just... That's a lot of birthday parties. <laughs> how do you yeah, like, How do you have a birthday party? Because then it's like, well, it's happy birthday, everybody else, too. Like, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Okay, number four. In this country, it's traditional to eat a bowl of extra-long birthday noodles or long-life noodles as a symbol of longevity. You're meant to slurp them as long as possible before biting down. China? Yes. Yes. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. I want noodles for my <laughs> Yeah, apparently, uh, well, I read somewhere, and I don't know if this is, like, un- like totally accurate, but in one of the articles I was reading, apparently it's actually just one really long noodle in a bowl. I'm into And it. then you, like, slurp it. Yeah. And last one, number five, in this country, if a man or a woman is single on their 25th day, they are tied to a chair or pole and doused with cinnamon. And if you're still single on your 30th birthday, (laughs) they do it again, but with pepper mixed with eggs. Okay. Cinnamon originates from the Middle (laughs) East. India. Denmark. Denmark. What the fuck? Like, what are they weirdos no, doing over there? Yeah. Danish people. We don't have any Danish <laughs> listeners, so I'm confident to be like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> okay, tell me your tell me your Poland one, because that oh, was okay. my last one. So they well, it's not necessarily like in lieu of a birthday, but you have every day, every calendar day of the year has different names associated with it. And so many people in Poland don't celebrate their birthdays as much as they celebrate their name days. So I think my May, name day is like May 26th. And so in Poland or like my Polish family who's in Poland, they'll always message me on that day and be like, happy name day. Happy Magdalena day. Oh, cute. I think they do that in uh, the Czech Republic too, because the astronomical clock in like the old town square in Prague, it has the names like it, it points to the time and the date and everything. But if you actually get up close and look at the clock, it's also pointing to the name. Oh, okay. That's really cool. Yeah. On of like what the name day is for that day. Okay, so fun fact, yeah, I just I'm... looked up Hugo's. Hugo's name date is today, everybody. Aw, <laughs> happy name day, Hugo. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, so you usually have a couple of them throughout the year. And so one of the, I think, the naming traditions in Poland, too, is that you would consider what name day is on that birthday to see if that fits. But that's so, oh my goodness. That's crazy. What are the chances? That is, what, yeah, what are the chances that we would, that crazy. 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 Okay. And (laughs) I didn't mean to. It's my good influence. (laughs) With that, we're brought to our Philomath segment. So I've got a story for you today. I'm ready. Here we go. (laughs) Kind of keeping on our theme of parties and birthday celebrations. Today's Philomath is going to keep in this theme and I'm going to share with you the history behind pineapple rentals. Oh, I'm ready. Here we go. Okay. So the story starts way back in 1493 when Christopher Columbus first came across pineapples when he made his way from uh, South America to the Caribbean island of Guadalupe. I think that's how you say it. Mm -hmm. Guadalupe, Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so he naturally brought back some pineapples to Spain where they kind of became all the rage. But because they required tropical conditions to grow, no one had any real success in farming them on their own in Europe. And so like importing via ships across the Atlantic Ocean usually resulted in rotten fruit. And it was like obviously super expensive to do. So it wasn't until the mid-17th century that a few greenhouses in England and the Netherlands began to reproduce the fruit on European soil. But obviously, there wasn't many facilities that could do this at the time, and the high demand for this exotic fruit meant that they were super expensive to acquire. As a result, they kind of became this, like, luxury symbol and were a favorite amongst royals like Catherine the Great and Charles II, who, funnily enough, according to a Mental Floss article, even had a painting of his gardener presenting him with a pineapple commissioned. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to make a note of that. pineapples equal rich (laughs) and so to give you an idea of the cost we're talking about to acquire a pineapple at this time guess in today's money guess how much it would cost you to get a hundred and fifty thousand dollars no but eight thousand oh my god it was okay eight thousand dollars in today's money to get a pineapple in the 17th century so like we're talking like met gala budget if you're trying to serve a little fruit (laughs) cup at your dinner party like it was fancy fancy fruit um and so because of their worth to people like people would often display them on their tables at parties not really to be eaten like they wouldn't serve them but it would just be this like status symbol in the middle of the table And this is kind of where the pineapple rental market was born. (laughs) So merchants, realizing the appeal the fruit had to, like, average poor folk, would rent the pineapples out before they sold them for consumption. And not only would people, like, rent them for parties, but they'd even take them to other parties and just, like, (laughs) carry them around and show them off to be like, yeah, I'm wealthy enough to, like, have this expensive fruit in my possession, which, like... I just think it's so funny because to me, the image of like walking around a house party with a pineapple, like a Prada bag, just like tucked under your arm, just being like, oh, this? Oh, you're um, just like, I just had, yeah, I just oh, brought that one. Like, um, I was just at the grocery store before I came here and I just like picked one of these up. So, like, I haven't had time to go home yet. Um, <laughs> and so. <laughs> Like, of course, in the 1900s, the Hawaiian Pineapple Company, which is now known as Dole, began to, like, mass produce and supply pineapples a little bit more accessibly throughout the world, which eventually led to them becoming the more affordable snack that we know today. But historically, pineapples really cemented themselves as this symbol of generosity and wealth and were even popular as, like, pineapple-shaped vases and pineapple napkins and things like that because it was just, like, such a status symbol. And so seeing as I often refer to you as the Queen of Poland, I fully expect you to have a pineapple displayed proudly on your table at your birthday lunch this weekend as it's truly the most fitting piece of decor for your celebration. I love it. Okay, I will I will set I will get a pineapple and I will adorn it rightfully at the center of my table. Yeah, I want it like pineapple with a party hat on is all I want. I've always wanted to do like a Luau birthday and I hope eventually in Waterloo, all Waterloo entrepreneurs, we need a fucking tiki bar. I want to rent out a tiki bar for my birthday. There is a really cool tiki bar in Toronto. And if you order certain cocktails, they have to like hit a giant gong and the room fills with like <laughs> steam and they have to chant. And it's so fun. Very it's authentic. called the sh- shameful, shameful tiki room, if anyone's wondering. Oh, that's um, so cute. Uh, fun fact about right. pineapples, though. If you're ever at the grocery store and you're trying to figure out which pineapple you should take home, do you know how to determine that? Don't you, um, 
you pull the top yeah so if a leaf comes out easily then that means it's ready so if it's super resistant then it's not quite ripe yet but if it pulls out beautifully then it's ready to go I always do that. And then I'm like, I don't know what to do with all these like fronds that I pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally at the grocery store and these two like young guys, not young, I'm, I'm not old, but they're not, whatever. They're like in university and they're trying to figure out, they're like knocking on the pineapples, lifting them. And I was like, hey, are you looking for a pineapple to eat? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, do this. Do and they were like, oh, and I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. Welcome. Botanist. What's up? <laughs> 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 um oh my god also speaking of luau themed birthdays i had a luau themed birthday when i was in like grade five i think and i had a like blue tarp draped over the swing set in my backyard and a fake surfboard and everyone took <laughs> surfing polaroids in lace <laughs> i'm very into that I, i'm gonna make a mental note of that for uh <laughs> yeah i can bring the surfboard if you uh I have it at my cottage, so I can supply a surfboard okay, to your well if you want it for your backdrop. <laughs> Don't have to rent that. <laughs> um, and okay, I think that concludes this week's episode. Yeah. If you want to follow us along on Instagram, we're at at Wits End Podcast, and you better follow us and come on tomorrow to wish Maggie a happy birthday. And Etsy shop, don't forget. <laughs> and and uh, we, there will be a direct link in our <laughs> podcast bio tomorrow only, taking you to the Etsy shop in honor of M- Maggie's 27th, possibly 28th birthday. I still haven't decided. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, we'll see you guys in two weeks, everybody. Bye. Hey, bye.